When you're the only yeah. one making a shift, you're the only one doing a network, you're the only one being malpractice, you're the only one doing a team model. It's too much by yourself. You don't get a break. You don't get yeah. to separate. You become too self-employed because you don't have the community around you. You put it exactly correct. The places yeah. the most successful have multiple successful practices. They don't have just one successful practice. They have to grow together. Hi, my name is Augustine Colebrook, and I'm the principal at Midwifery Wisdom Collective. I speak on this podcast about big picture, political issues, and the future of our profession. Hey, y'all. I am Jamara, and I'm a midwife. I'm also a birth justice activist. And this season, I am looking forward to sharing stories of Black midwives and the communities they serve. Hello, beloved birth community. I'm Angela Love, nurse midwife since 2004, preceptor and mother. I have a home birth practice called Midwife Love and a national telehealth practice called Midwife RX. My mission is to keep birth choices available and to educate the next generation of midwives for our daughters and grandchildren, matriarchy now. I'm Layla Wyatt. I get to share with you the voices of student midwives from across the country and beyond. This season, we focus on those students who just graduated, are about to sit for the NARM, or did yesterday, and we get tips and tricks for you for what happens at the end of the student midwife journey. Welcome back to another Midwifery Wisdom Podcast. Today, I have an incredible interview with you. I got to sit down and take some time to talk to my good friend, Leslie Cornwell, and she is a CNM, a former birth center owner, and a midwifery consultant. She is taking the world by storm in what she's able to do. And also, we go into the new launch this year. So she and I are launching a really exciting program that is sort of like a birth center incubator. And we're still fleshing out the details, but we like... We're being open and transparent about it because it's so freaking exciting. And honestly, I want to attract more people who want to do this thing. Here we are. We yeah. did this exactly a year ago. Can you believe that? Yeah. I was. Are you sure it's a year? It was two years ago because I was looking at the details. Was it two? Oh my years? God. It was 2020. Ah, yeah. How did two years pass? That's crazy. Yeah. How crazy is that? Two years goes by like that, yeah. especially during a pandemic, man, that was psycho. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And, and I'm thinking of like the last two years, what you and I have accomplished and what we have done to impact Dude. the midwifery and what we're going to accomplish the next two years. Like that's the crazy part is like, there's so many exciting things. So I'll do a high level oh introduction because I'm assuming most yeah. people know do this famous la lady. So um, this is Augustine. No, Colbrook. they know you too now. They know you too now. <laughs> so Augustine Colebrook is a world renowned midwife. She's one of my favorite people on the planet. She just inspires me each and every day. So I love to pieces so um august yeah augustine is currently you're in india helping them with a birth center getting going and you come to the u.s back to the states once in a great while we had an awesome midwife yep. conference last november i can't wait for the next one in colorado have you guys finalized the location yet uh -uh, we're about okay. a week away okay cool. we've got three finalists Very it's cool. gonna be in and around denver though it's definitely okay. denver yeah. Well, after we're done recording, I'm going to pick your brain on Denver because I was looking at it a bunch last night for some birth center options okay. to expand more there. So, yeah, well, we're going to have a tour of two birth centers while we're there as part of the experience. So 
yes. there's definitely connections there, big Wonderful. connections. In fact, one of my um, one of my people opened a birth center there five years ago. Okay. And um, yeah, I did some consulting on a center there and she had a baby with me seven, Aww. 10 years ago, something crazy. Yeah, we'll definitely have to chat about Colorado is prime. I mean, there's so many exciting regulation changes there and there's in the country and being central for training. Like it's been yeah. on my eye watch for quite and a several big birth centers have just closed. Yeah, I saw that because so I did like analysis a, a year ago. Oh, yeah, I did an analysis a year ago. The hospitals bought them out. I had some market. consulting clear clients market. where they were just exhausted, burnout, and the hospital yep. bought them. Sold. So, yes. Mm -hmm. But then they didn't turn them into, you know, whatever. But it means that the market is open. Yes, yes. I concur. Cool. Well, we will chat about the big changes around the world for the midwives versus Denver, Colorado. But um, you and I have very similar, um, I think we've chatted about this many, many times. We're very much and align with how we want to improve midwifery we have different strengths you I, and you can tell me if i'm wrong but you are the charismatic cloud just center like i was so impressed at the conference like you have even with your medical stuff you're like i am going to be phenomenal and then i'll hide in the backdrops to recover and then i'm going to be phenomenal and then i'll hide the backdrops to recover <laughs> i love it um oh, and i'm on the sideline the hiding yeah. makes all yeah. the difference yeah and, and I'm on the sidelines, like, don't let anybody notice I'm here. I will help things, but I don't want to be any center of attention. <laughs> well, hang out with me long enough, girl. You're going to be in the very center. You just watch out. Wonderful. So, yeah, so she had an amazing business, uh, clinical. I mean, it was for new graduates getting refreshers i mean you pulled everything together you got the the trainings you got the it wasn't experience. me it wasn't me let's be real your team it, yeah. you know the, the the mark of a good leader is that there's a good team and i would say i i wear that mantle well yeah. i have an incredible team i do not do it alone i don't even do really a fraction of it anymore yeah. so it's them yeah, but I think that's part of the visionary is you and I are very, very strong about pulling out the strengths of people. We can figure those out yes. quickly. And yes. that's the big talent that you and I similarly have because yeah, yes. people will ask all the time, oh my gosh, how do you do this, this, and this? And I said, I do maybe 3% of it and you and I do the same thing because that's important as midwives. I think shifting yes. from, I have to be there everything to I am gonna create the team, you can do so much more. You can just absolutely yes. change things on a bigger scale. And this is not only true in our nationwide or global businesses, but this is also true just at the grassroots in a birth center, in a practice. There are people that do better things than you, and you need to learn how to attract them and delegate to them. And that's what I think you and I both, you know, yeah. coach on. Yep. Leverage the experts. I think as midwives, we're like, I'm the only one could give the best birth. I'm the only one that could do this best. I was like, oh girl, we got to get over our personal egos. <laughs> Actually, we just did the most fantastic podcast with Margie Wallace in Texas. You've got to listen to this. It's on it's streaming on all platforms, podcast, Spotify, whatever. Um, but it's so great because she talks about taking yourself out of the hero role so that the birthing person can be the hero. And so she makes these great allusions to the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell and the, the story brand, that whole concept. Anyway, it's a fantastic interview and she lays it out so beautifully. 
Definitely yeah, we'll definitely, yeah, I was going to say, I'll put a ton of links at the bottom of our conversation. Yeah, so we're going to talk things. about so many resources. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I, I am excited. Did you have a chance to look at the new website I put out two weekends ago? I just all of a sudden. I did, okay. I did. Yeah, I like your concept. It's yeah. coming together. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, it's in the draft mode, but midwifing the midwives. I don't want it to be product selling. I don't want it to be, prom I, I want it to literally just be a centralized resource because for a year and a half, I'd be so frustrated. I'm like, I know this company exists. I Google search. I can't find it. Then I have to email them to ask them their link because I can't get it up. And it's so frustrating. So I just was like, screw it. I'm going to make a centralized location and I can just say, go here and go to this tab. So, so no, we were chatting about the resources we've all been coming up with. And the most recent one I just kind of threw together in a weekend was the midwifing, the midwives, because I was getting so sick of just having where I would say, okay, you got to chat with this person, but then I would know the name of their company or I would know their name and I couldn't find them on the internet. I couldn't find their, I'd have to have specifically their link. So then I would dig through all my emails, find their link. And it was so much work. And I'm like, we need a central location with every midwife resource out there because half the trouble is there's so many cool things out there, but people just don't know they exist. So that was the whole point of midwifingthebidwives.com was there's yeah, no access. Like, yeah, there's totally. So. I love it. Yeah. So. I love it. And it's like, it's awesome, but it's also a super commentary on what's happening in the leadership of midwifery because that should be already there. I mean, really, our national advocacy organization should be the central meeting place of yeah. all the resources like that is yeah. a no-brainer but you know what mana's website still has dates on it from 2018 yeah well uh, and a lot of these places has now priced all ceus out like it's yeah they're not yeah. getting it they yeah. don't get it yeah well and you and i've had numerous conversations with these organizations that like i've tried to advocate i'm like put you you want revenue you want income stream put a resource tab make people sponsor different levels but make something because we get fought in these groups and forums no you can't promote yourself no you can't talk about this and i'm like how are people supposed to know they exist if the midwife national and international exactly. organizations are not promoting it exactly. so yeah Mm -hmm. it's like it's like the national organizations are acting from a nonprofit capacity mm -hmm. while all of medicine is in for-profit mm -hmm. and it's like no wonder they're being left out and discounted they're not in the same game they're not even playing the same like they're not playing the same rules they're not playing with the same playing field they're like they're on a different planet yeah. so of course midwifery stays at one percent and it's completely marginalized they don't stand up and claim their place in it. I mean, I couch midwives all the time. I know you do do this too. One of my most repeated phrases is you've got to stop sneaking in the back door and you've got to walk through the front door like you own Proud and you own it. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If we don't take and ourselves as amazing. Our national organizations are doing the same thing. They're yep. doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, I noticed that too. And like you and I have chatted many times that I know you're in the early workings of a, a, your own international organization to help with advocacy. But there are, there's so many barriers. I think, like you said, a lot of these larger organizations think with the older mindset that used to work in the 1970s, 1980s, but doesn't work with today's technology and today's needs. They wonder why they have a very low membership rate because they're not meeting the needs of the members. So why are you going to pay to exactly. be a member of something? Yeah. So there's a lot of 
of things we could talk about that way, but I think the heading I wanted to start out with is 2023 can be anyone's year. Like I want to inspire the midwives and moms and ladies out there that anything is possible. You and I have went from deep crisis to absolutely transforming our lives. And I don't want every midwife to have to go through a a crisis to transform their life. That's not the the best way to do it. (laughs) No, I would say, um, I love, first of all, I love that we have similar stories. It makes my heart really happy. And I, I feel like a camaraderie and like a sisterhood with you that I don't get with everyone because it isn't until you like close a birth center that you understand a whole nother side of this profession. And so like, I really appreciate that. And we don't need to go into our stories. Yeah, They're both yeah. like really fun shit shows, but I really love that we're yeah, on like- I think when a lot of midwives say thing. we're amazing, you say, uh, I'm a failed midwife. And I say the same thing. I'm like, I had done this, this, and this, yes. but the biggest difference is we grown from it. Did we let it take us down or did yeah. we triumph over it? I think that's the big difference because most people would just yeah. live in the past and not change and just say, I am an XYZ person versus that that's what I used to be. And now I'm this. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, or, or like letting external circumstances define the core of who you are. Like I think about that, um, that Mexican philosophy of el mundo malo y el mundo bueno. Like you can live in the good reality or the bad reality and you get to choose. Like we all have definitions in both realities. It's just like, what do you choose to believe? So apropos of this conversation, like I am both a visionary thought leader running national, international organization um, with, you know, a network of people that, you know, pay me for my genius. Okay. I'm that. Yep. I am also a twice divorced, overweight, um, failed midwife who filed bankruptcy, you know, yep. like I'm both, yeah. you know? And so it's like, whatever you choose to live with, is your identity the reality that you're expressing and so what I love about both of us is that we we went into El Mundo Malo it was really mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. and we were able to continue to see our own good and our own value and then transform it and I think you and I are both wisdom makers yeah. we take complex concepts and we turn them into digestible bits of information that that everyone can get something from and that's what you do a lot. Um, so yeah. we haven't really done your introduction and I'm going to yeah, pause and like do that with you. Thank you. <laughs> so Leslie is um, a CNM who has been a birth center owner and um, really a community-based midwife. I think you've worked in all, in all care yeah. locations, mm-hmm. but you have purposely gone into the community-based birth believe in its mission, believe in its process, have tried to drag more CNMs into this world. And, um, and now you run uh, midwife business consulting um, and are helping midwives with all of the logistics of running a business and also thinking beyond the moment in terms of financial planning and, and, you know, tax incentive and like really spreading their, their genius out over the years so that they can think about things like retirement and things most midwives don't think about. And that is like, woo, so needed. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and I think you and I had that same challenge when we had our struggles, we're like, 
if I am this badass of a midwife and I can't make it work, what are the other midwives doing? Right. Like, I, we just went to the right. basics. Yeah. I'm like, yes. if I am this thorough and did this much research and planned this much, what failed me? My schooling didn't teach me about business, my my mentors, my resources. And then you would dig like, I, I wish I would have had a business consultant. And I'm sure you wish you created what you wish you would have had when you were going through it. Exactly. And so that's that passion behind it. And so the chance I always found was there was so many interconnected pieces. You'd be like, well, midwifery is a challenge because of this and because of this and because of this and because of this. And they were also interconnected. So you always, it was the challenge. And this is where most people get overwhelmed. How do we solve these problems where you take it one bit at a time when they're all so interconnected? So I looked at it like a tree. I had a vision board of a tree and I'd be like, these are very complex, high things. You need a big ladder. You need a lot of things and resources. These are low hanging fruits. Like these are the easy things. This will be a springboard to make these other things happen. And so you and I awesome. have that same thing where so awesome. like, I want to fix every barrier, but we can't fix them all at <laughs> once. <laughs> no, no. And you got to prioritize for yeah. sure. Yeah. And business is one of the most important places to prioritize. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't discount clinical skill. That's right up there too. But, but the what schools you're doing are with typically is, doing a really good job at that. I mean, and most people are very good uh, at emergencies. Uh, and, oh, no, they're uh, not. Okay. I'm trying to be of a benefit of a doubt. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, I, I don't I don't want to make generalities. Like, okay. Um, okay. I would say... I would say, especially in the CPM world, it varies so much school to school, state to state, preceptor to preceptor, that there's no, there's no homogenized answer. I would say sometimes I'm very scared, Okay, okay. <laughs> but, but I would say, I don't want to discount clinical skill. That's very, very important. But I also feel like, like it all needs to rise together. And right. if they don't have the skills to run their own business, their business is going to fail and they can't be a midwife. Like that's a really foundational piece. And so within the business, I, I was curious, like, what are your main focuses? Like, what are those low hanging fruit that you're teaching and consulting and coaching and speaking about? So the low hanging fruits are, cause you know me, we've chatted about this on the sidelines. Like you call me like the Titanic. You're like, most people can't handle where I can take them, but I have to do baby steps. I have to. So that's why we've been getting consultants on our team. So then they get them the baby steps. So then they're ready for me. Or we've been making uh, courses where that gives them the baby steps, the most efficient way. And then they get the high level from me. But what awesome. I do is those first few meetings is half the trouble is just inspiring that paradigm shift in them that that I can mm -hmm. learn anything. I can be anything. Because when people are like, it's too overwhelming, this business, I laugh and joke. I was like, well, did you say that day one of midwifery school? Did you say that? Like, oh my gosh, I got to do all these huh. clinicals. I'm never going to, it's the mindset. It's the, you know, yeah. not, you're going to le learn this tomorrow. It took me seven years to get to where I am now. Yeah. You're not. So, so I always stress to them. It's like that first day of midwifery schooling. We try to emulate a, a rationale so they can relate to every stage of the business planning process is almost like pregnancy. It's almost like birth. I'm like, okay, you've got the nausea, you got the vomit you're fearful you just realized you're pregnant you realize you're open in a birth center so a like I try to make it to stuff they can relate to and have that visualizing concept so then it's easier like okay the baby's not coming tomorrow the baby's coming in nine months your birth center's opening so like we try to relate it because they get it like not very many consultants they're going to teach them business but they can't relate it to midwifery and the challenges that we have directly yeah that's that's great I love that what are some of the skills that people are hungry for that you are realizing they really need? 
I mean, everything, to be honest, but the big stuff is just nobody is being taught business in school. Frontier gives a high level how to do a birth center plan. And I always giggle looking at them because I'm like, the people teaching this aren't running businesses either. So it's the blind leading the blind. But I think just anything of giving them something to inspire that you can put a business plan together. You can add value to your community. You can show your partner and the other financial decision maker that this is a good idea as a new graduate to start this yes. practice. So um, I think yes. half of it is just giving confidence. I can make money. I can have a work-life balance. I can get past all these myths and stigmas that are with the old, you and I talk about it often, the new paradigm mindset. We can be amazing midwives and set up the systems. We don't have to be the solo mom and pop underground midwife and give our heart and soul to be a good midwife. Like I think that's half yeah. the trouble in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally not required for a good birth or good care. And I think if we just shift that and um, yeah, I mean, I spent some time trying to prove this to my employee midwives when I ran birth centers is I would interview people who had planned for one midwife and then another midwife showed up for one reason or another illness, weather, two births at the same time. Like there's all kinds of reasons, right? We do have backups. We just have this myopic focus on not using them or like it's shameful if you use them. And that's insanity. Yeah. So when I interviewed these families, they would be like, um, no, my midwife was awesome. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> what? like, but aren't you sad that you didn't have the other one? They'd be like, no, I like, I like her, but I love this one. Yeah. <laughs> so whoever shows up is who they love. And we just need to let go of that concept yeah. that like they need us. Like that's, that's yeah. our actually really unhealthy place to come from. Yeah. yeah. Well, and a lot of it is that shift when we're talking about their ideal client and the type of practice they want. Is this in the mind of the consumers, the clients you're serving, or is this only in your mind that you think they need this? Yeah. Like we need to do surveys. Like I'm yeah. a very objectable person. Like I don't, I, I want you to get the data. I want you to pull. I want you to do surveys. Like what are they looking for? They're not, I always joke. And I'm like, yeah. you didn't want Leslie Cornwell care. You wanted midwifery matters. You wanted our identity, our mission, our branding. It wasn't me. It was the philosophy of midwifery that we will all bring to the table, but it's how you present it. It's how you determine that's how good big successful birth centers that's what they're doing they have a branding identity they have an ideal customer they're speaking to and when they match any of the five midwives on staff can show up and the client gets that great experience um as a business owner you have to make sure that your branding message matches the person you want to be attracting you and I both work on that. And you also want to make sure that the people delivering care shoulder to shoulder with you are also in brand alignment. They're saying the same thing, but when you do that, you can do that very effectively. It's magic. Yeah. Ta-da, yeah. you're not on call 24-7. I know, I know. Well, and I think the challenge is there's so, and this is a big shift is the abundance mindset to the scarcity mindset shifting over that we're only serving 2%. And then I say, well, there's 80% that are low risk healthy. I don't want to start aggressively marketing midwives at a national level when we can't even support the 2% that we are doing right yes. now. Like, like we need yes. to get out of this. Absolutely. I don't want to train my competition. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, it is you. And Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, no so that's possible way you're in competition with any of your neighbor midwives. Like it's not 
possible. Yeah. Like, Madeline anyone Murray. Anyone who runs the numbers, like, should be embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Madeline Murray had the yeah, go best. Ahead. Um, yeah. So Madeline and Christine yes. are strothers. We did. Yes. We, we love did. Madeline. Yeah. So if yes. anybody goes to believe in midwifery, she has excellent resources. So she had the perfect analogy that I'm going to repeat yes. over and over and over again. She's like, if you, okay, you go down, you go, it. you go down downtown you don't want a strip that has one type of food on it you go down there because there's 20 styles and 20 types of restaurants that you get to pick from and that you could choose yes. downtown people drive a long distance to pick from all the choices not because there's just one place down a street a dead end yeah. street and they drove there for it so you have yep. to remember the more midwives and the more styles of midwives we're all going to help each other out more versus you just doing yep. your thing and then you wonder why you're tired and exhausted. absolutely Absolutely. Margie said the same thing in that podcast I just mentioned. Um, we call it Yoda Wisdom for Midwives. That's the name of this podcast. Um, she said the same thing. She said, um, you know, it's the solo business that's dying. The ones in collaboration all feed each other. And so you can think about like Home Depot and Lowe's, like they're always near each other. Because that's where you go for home improvement. It doesn't matter whether you go here or here. They're trying to capture 100% of the market. So if we look at that as opposed to, you know, our field, you, the birth centers near the hospital is a good idea. Yeah. Multiple birth centers near the yeah. hospital is a good idea. This is the part of town where births happen. Choose between them. You're going to capture 100% of the customers. And yeah. now your only job is to make them walk three steps because of what you're offering. Yeah. Instead of making them drive to a whole other part of the town. You know, like making their mindsets change entirely. So yeah, we, we work with that a lot. And um, it's it, the scarcity mindset has to go. Although I'll say, I don't think we should replace it with abundance. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I know there's a lot of talk about abundance and it's definitely the buzzword right now, but you can have abundant pain. You can have abundant debt. You can have abundant exhaustion. We actually don't want abundant. We want enough. I want enough clients. I want enough money. I want enough time off. I want enough pain so I can enjoy the beauty and the, and the wonderful joy of life. Like enough is actually the philosophy. How does it feel enough? Because like you can be abundantly fat. <laughs> you know, like, I know we like, we try to say like abundant wealth, but, but like you can't stop where abundance shows up in your life. Once you start attracting it, just like you can't stop where scarcity shows up in your life. Once you start attracting it. Yeah. So I think the, the new philosophy really should be enough. How, how do I feel enough? Is this enough food? Is this enough sleep? Have I had enough, you know, fun? Do I need it? Yeah. You know, whatever it is, yeah. what does enough feel like? Yeah, yeah that's my, my yeah. new shift. Yeah. Well, and I think it's a difference of abundance in your life versus abundance mindset, because abundance mindset makes you think I can do anything I can. You creatively look at things like they always talk. The first million is the hardest to make. And then the more and I know it's it's not about the money it's about you taking the time to shift and see things and opportunities and and being comfortable that I can do that I can challenge myself to the next level so I think that's the mindset and direction I was leaning towards yeah you don't because then if you say abundance like you're going to say there's never enough you're always going to have a higher higher level you ultimately have to know your end vision like your abundance mindset yeah. is just always looking at the glass half full always solving a challenge always solving that opportunity 
opportunity versus I'm not satisfied because I'm here. I have to get here. You, we're all going to have to figure out where our level of plateau of enough is. Yeah. But yeah. Where is enough? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. But the mindset of saying I have, I don't have limits of what's possible. I think those, yeah, the mindset versus the reality, those are two different um, expressions. Yeah. Cool. So, so I'm Love excited. It. So for 2023, tell me about all the exciting things you're working on. Oh my God. There's so many. Well, can we start first with what like you and I are talking about? Let's please. Oh, totally. Please. Do. Okay. So I have had a birth center incubator program running in the background in this like really small kind of way for, I don't know, several years. And um, it's a hundred percent free for people of color. And I have um, a charge for uh, folks who don't identify as BIPOC. And my goal with giving my time, money, resources, and energy has been to grow the number of birth centers in the United States. Because from every metric, that is going to solve every problem. And you and I are <laughs> in complete alignment matter. with that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how you cut it. Like more birth centers is more midwives is more midwifery model of care which is more patient choice which is more independence which is more home births like everything grows when there's more community-based birth and birth centers are the easiest thing to scale to develop and scale so i feel like there should be more midwives and you feel the same way um and we started talking at the conference this year about like what if what if what if you've also had this idea to help birth centers and in your role right now, you're coaching and, and consulting with birth center startups and birth center expansions. And I just love this idea. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it's, we're still fleshing it out. So this yeah. is kind of like our brainstorming, public brainstorming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. And, and what I'm working on in the backdrop is a birth center planning pathway, because what's happening is so many people want to do this and they meet with me once a month. They do little things. They need someone to handhold them week by week. They need somebody to support them. We had talked about exactly. adding, we had talked about adding people that can come boots on the ground, part of a team to design the birth center exactly. to help with, because we can conceptually, but we're not with them day-to-day -day operation. Because for example, I'll say, okay, call the insurance company see if you want to be in network and then they're overwhelmed they're like I don't know what department to call I don't know what questions to ask like the exactly. nitty-gritty so so I've made exactly. high level planning support but I'm figuring out over and over again someone needs to hold they their need hand someone to handhold yeah and step of the way well, so this is what I'm excited to do because between yours and my team and our income earning potential we can staff this ancillary service provider support network. Yep. And then we can be the resource from start inception to delivery, you know, yep. the, the idea all the way until even years after the birth center is open to continue to provide that budgeting support, that scaling support, HR support. And I, I know that we're going to launch this year in in a very small way to do a proof of concept yeah, and make sure we can do this. Mm -hmm. But I am so excited about what this looks like. And I'm also so excited about who else we're going to attract into this national planning committee and development of birth centers. Because 
I mean, all organizations have their roles, right? But the very organization tasked with helping expand reach are not really doing it. <laughs> so I feel like the market is perfect for um, entrepreneurs like you and I to kind of take the bull by the horn and be like, stop with all the red tape and just put boots on the ground, make yeah. it happen. Yeah, and we're that's action what I'm oriented. excited about. Yeah, we're both action-oriented. Action. I I joke all the time. We will be friends long if you talk and haven't done anything. Like, I just, I am attracted to action-oriented ladies. Like, if you say, well, I'm I'm too busy to chat with you because I'm working on this, this, and this. I was like, I can wait for you. I can wait. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, I'm all for, yeah, absolutely, boots on the ground. And also, um, in business um, and in this world that we're in, um, Action speaks louder than words, 100%. But you have to be moving. Like, they'll just pass you by. Like, like the speed of the world has is faster than it ever has been before. And those of us who are neurodiverse, like, that's our superpower, is that we move and think faster than most folks. And so we put, we channel that and we put that to work. And I have to say that there is a lot of this motion, this like invention we're trying to do. And I think the history of both of our businesses, that is a little bit like you have to move faster than where you feel like, you know, like you have to be at the very front of the surfboard. Right. Like you could tumble at any point and that is Risk the right taking, momentum yep. mm-hmm. to change things. Yep. It is. I mean, it is. And, you know, I think midwives in general are already doing that because we are outside of the system, marginalized, oftentimes delegitimized on the edge of the surfboard, yep. you know, heart yep. tones, whatever, pushing for three hours in like three 30 minutes from the hospital. Like we're already on the edge of that surfboard. So what I think is missing, and you and I both kind of, I think, get this report from midwives is they're like, I don't know how. And you and I are like, that's okay, just do it anyway. But there's this real block between the practice and the business. And many of them are like, I know how to midwifery, but I don't know how to business. And I think if we can create that bridge Mm -hmm. um, to help them be in business successfully, uh, I think it it will literally ripple and change. It'll change everything. And so what we talked about the conference, which I'm so excited about, is um, picking and scaling one community at a time. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really revolutionary. Mm-hmm. We'll continue to coach and counsel everywhere, but boots on the ground in one community yep. where we're working with all the practices in that community. And I think this is what is like blowing my mind. I'm so excited about this paradigm shift is that, we're in business, sure, but we're not in competition with each other. Yeah. We are not in competition with each other. We are in competition with Big Pharma. Mm-hmm. We are in competition with the AMA. We are in competition with for-profit medicine, not for-people medicine. That's what we're in competition with. And if we frame it correctly and work together, we will be a completely unstoppable force. So that's, that's what tickles me. Like I get the chills. Like I'm actually chilled thinking about this. Oh my God. I just oh think, my oh my gosh, <laughs> Augustine, you're going to be like the, the president of every big organization that changes. I just, you no, have... I don't want to be, I yeah. don't want to be, don't nominate me. I don't, don't want to. Yeah. 
but I think you and I, like, we don't, sometimes we don't want to be the one solving everything, but we feel like, man, this doesn't exist. Like I'm figuring it out with business consulting. I'm like, I got to find some good accountants so that I can make an accounting company for midwives. I got to find some good lawyers because all the ones are near retirement. Like when I network, I, I feel so frustrated because I'm like, I want successful businesses, but for them to be successful, they need this, 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 this surrounding them and they don't exactly. exist yet. And so it's like, exactly. When we take the bull by the horns, I feel like we're taking the herd by the horns. I'm like, I got this bull, but then there's 50 other bulls that are trying to go past me. And how do we, how do we stop know. them all? I, our cattle oh, ranch. But by coming into, <laughs> by coming into one community, it, we can pool resources. We can work together. I mean, it's really the solution. It's just freaking brilliant. Yeah. And you know, the, the few really successful midwives and birth centers I know around the country are in successful communicated communities. communities. Yeah. Like that's the difference. Like when I travel all across the country and I meet midwives and birth centers and practices and I hear stories, the ones that are knocking out of the park that are grossing two mil a year are with other birth centers who are also grossing two million a year, who are also in busy practices, who have multiple employees, who take time off because they support each other. Those are the only places that are changing birth in our culture. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. It's because a lot of times people say, well, I'm just going to start a birth center. And if we transfer, I'll deal with it versus that proactive versus reactive mindset. Like we have to collaborate with the physicians. We have to collaborate with our colleagues. Like nobody is competition in yes. my eyes. Like everybody has a certain need. Each client, whether they want an elective C-section at the hospital or they want a home birth, we all have enough abundance people out there to serve. We just have to find them. That's our responsibility as marketing campaigns, because I see too many times midwives are like, I'm not getting that many clients. So I just have to take this lady and then they're wondering why their liability risk goes up and they're not happy serving this person and they're frustrated because they're getting calls all the time because they weren't the best client for them it comes down to their business I know Kristen Mantel does awesome presentation at your conference about branding and we have we have to have the abundance mindset because mm -hmm. if you are a business owner and you are someone that's the scarcity that I just I don't get that many clients I'm new and I've got money and I've got bills to pay and I've got staff you're going to take more clients that aren't the best fit for you versus I'm going to tweak and hone my marketing campaign. So I have so many people that are only calling me as good candidates. They're not wasting their time because they're curious. They have questions. I did a great job with my website. I did a great job with my community outreach programs. The only people are calling are the ones now I've got so many, I get to pick from all my ideal clients and which one's the best fit for us yes. to take at this point. Yes. Yes. It's a major shift. And if we all do it together, we can move the needle from 1.14% community-based birth to 14%. I mean, imagine that change. 10x the clients. 10x the clients. We don't have enough midwives to take care of it. Do you see? Right like, now we don't have going enough. going to 14% of the population. We don't have near enough midwives to take care of all those people. So that's the goal. Grow midwives. And, you know, I know that Ginger Breed Love is in this pathway for us too. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I know you, you know her as well. I'm interviewing yep. her this week on my podcast. Um, but she has Grow Midwives, which is about scaling midwifery education and, and also uh, access to care. I, um, I feel like we all need to come together to make this happen. And if we do, we could become an unstoppable force. 
the system would change. Because right now, we are something like 500,000 physicians short by 2030. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, <laughs> that's to serve the existing clientele base at its existing rate. Yeah. Well, if and we if- move to seeing all Americans at the same rate as wealthy white Americans, we would be a hundred and fifty, I mean a million and five thousand, you know, yeah. low. Yeah. One million five hundred thousand deficient in, in physicians. So like the system is ready for the growth. Right. Um, we just basically have to walk in the front door like we own the, the house. Yeah. Well, and also when we talk about a community base is definitely my heart and soul, but I also help out hospital systems. I help out getting midwifery departments going. I help. There is such a need for local midwives. Like right now I'm in Vermont. I was in New Mexico for five months. I do local midwifery. So it's, It's that best of both worlds where I get to change midwifery. And like when you were given the examples of it, it's, it's the midwifery model. They've never met me before. I'm the laborist in the hospital. They've never been exposed to a midwife before and their mind is absolutely blown it's not me it's the midwifery model that they're getting exposed to it it'll cause a ripple effect maybe they'll do a home birth next time maybe like we have to change the access for cpm cms lms in the community-based setting but we also have to get the cnms to understand the business side so their practices aren't closing overnight they can open a practice they have to talk the financial lingo and negotiate the business side of a hospital organization if they want to play ball there so yes. I help with contracts yep. so important yeah I love that you do that and I know that um that ginger breed love focuses mostly That's in more, the CNM yeah. world yeah mm-hmm. she's very hospital based and I know that you kind of bridge the gap uh, and I'm very you know community based and I, I think together we do see things from different avenues and we right. see different pathways but just like I want us to collaborate, I want all midwives to collaborate because right. it is the strength in numbers and the, the knowledge that overlaps that make all the difference. And ultimately, the hospital should not be caring for all the women. And the home birth midwives should not be caring for all the women. It, we must collaborate. Like, it doesn't work when we don't. No. <laughs> so I think um, my idea of, of, um, of working together is shared by all of you. And um, what I'm really excited about is this birth center incubator, community-based support. I don't know quite what we're calling it yet, but yeah. The headquarters, and then we're going to ripple. Because, like, I have a couple of people, Hillary Slinger, that we're working on a midwife school. because Oh, yeah, Hillary. Yeah, Yeah, Hillary is an awful dynamite person for wealth and knowledge with midwife education. And and my vision, like you and I have talked about it, is we're going to put a midwife school within the head hub of the headquarters, the the first co-op pod. And then we're going to purposely, we'll do a bunch of online trainings, but we're going to rotate every two years very strategically and pick five to seven from a next community and and pod and expand like we have a very big vision that we have to start groups boots on the ground and just take it because if you're going to be the first one in a community it's very very difficult for many many years but if we can take three to five midwives even if they're not going to practice directly together but they're all going to have home birth practices we make some hybrid co-op birth pool everybody's got different lingo across the country for it but we have to group these three to five elite people that have been trained in similar missions and similar goals to just transform a community overnight together yes yes so exciting yeah yeah and part of 
And part of it was the hurdles I had with my own practice. Like you and I could relate to it. Like when you're the only one making a shift, you're the only one doing a network. You're the only one being malpractice. You're the only one doing a team model. It's too much by yourself. You don't get a break. You don't get to separate. You become too self-employed because you don't have the community around you. You put it exactly correct. The places that most successful have multiple successful practices. They don't have just one successful practice. They have to grow together. Yep. Well, and we know this, like, just logically, monopolies don't work. Like, they don't work. They try for a while, but eventually. (laughs) Yeah, but they don't work. They don't work. Um, People eventually get fed up because the engine no longer works. They don't shift according to consumer demand, right? So monopolies don't work. Uh, Scarcity doesn't work. The only option is to work together. Yeah, yeah. So. So, yeah. Super excited about that. And this um, this community-focused group, I don't know, what are we going to call this? We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll make some fun, Something. like, trademark secret name and time. Yeah, but whatever the, we're going to whatever we're going to call it, it's going to be so cool. Yeah, so no, I think that's part of it is how do we, like, I am a big thinker, but we have to start small. We have to start tangible. We have to repeat it and ripple it. I mean, when the hospitality industry does hotel franchise, they start with a few and then they strategically replicate it. And so let's do a pilot study and work out all the kinks. And then in three to five years, we make a dozen and then five to seven years. Exactly. So you and I have exactly. very similar visions exactly. of how we Hospital just... systems do the same thing. I mean, exactly. this is a replicatable system. It just hasn't been applied to midwifery. Nope. And I think- you know, who better to do it than us? I know. <laughs> I've had fun. Um, like you never know who you get attracted to. So I've gotten attracted to this high level playing real estate investor group of women that all had home births and they're starting to work on a home birth open model chain across the country. And I am beyond excited working cool. with these ladies. So I always stress cool. to people, it doesn't have to be the midwives making change. Like there's so many people no. out there with no, value. In fact, most, mm-hmm. most of the people I consult for are either venture capitalists or chiropractors opening birth centers. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's okay. Like, you don't have to be the midwife and the entrepreneur. It'd be great to have more jobs available for, for community-based birth. Yep. So, but for those of you that really do want to be the owner and make the big bucks, and there are big bucks to be made in midwifery. Like, don't let anyone tell you that this is a poor profession. It is not. It is not. You can make big bucks. Yeah. But if you want to be that midwife, like, um, definitely get in touch with us. Cause this yeah. is what, this is what yeah. we're doing. We're going to, yeah. we're going to take a bunch of midwives and we're going to make wealthy, balanced, happy midwives. Right. Yeah. How we're do you gonna, like that? yeah. I think that's amazing. And yeah, like I barely go on the Facebook groups and all these things because there's so many myths and it just is a vicious cycle. Everybody's like, you can't bill insurance. You can't make money. You've got to be on call all the time. Like, I'm like, stop with these, these negativity. Stop. It's just crazy. Stop. So, so, so already <laughs> when they reach out to us to consult, to do discovery calls, I already know they're not those typical midwives. They know there's potential options. Yeah. They know that there's that unicorn yeah. out there and they want to be more unicorns out in the community so we yes to, it's yes, totally yes. possible we're breeding and, unicorns that's what we're doing we're breeding unicorns i love it we're gonna have that some should be-, be the name of it <laughs> breeding unicorns. breeding unicorns <laughs> You know, we're going to have that in the slogan. I'm writing it down. Oh, I love God. it. I'm, I'm picturing oh, some like midwife that looks, oh, I'll figure out some fun marketing campaign. Multicolored hair, a mane. They have a mane. Yes. Um, I don't want to say mullet because then oh, we're going to go the wrong direction. Oh, yeah. That might be a different kind of unicorn. 
That might be a donkey. I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> We're breeding You've asses. You've gone into oh, the God. sticks, yeah. Leslie. Rescue yeah. us. Yeah. Rescue yeah. us. So, no, I think this is the fun part. I mean, we're recording what you and I do all the time. Like, we're totally transparent. No. We don't hide things. Like, I, 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 that's that abundance mindset. Like, if you want to take our ideas and go with it, have a heyday. But very Have few a people, great time. Yeah. Yes. Very few you people You can't have- do what I do. Like, that's the bottom line. And this comes from actually, like, a true sense of self. And this is the part I really spend a lot of time with that's like really my baby is like coaching personal development of midwives is helping them see their value and their worth and deconstructing their history of trauma and so I know 100% that you nobody can do what I do even if you have the same idea because I have value that's separate and distinct from my ideas or from my production right, right? it's so not people just the idea work with it's me yeah. right because I have something to offer. Same thing with you. People want to work with you because of who you are and the energy that you bring to calls and the right. knowledge that you have. Like that is a, a unique experience. And the same is true of midwifery. When the client comes and sits on your couch and they're interviewing you, they're choosing you and the avatar that you present, right? What you're sharing with the world. And I think that like, if, like just to put this into midwifery, you could have someone sit next to you, uh, you know, at your couch, you know, the interview idea, and you could tell them all about midwifery and they could go and choose a different midwife. That's still a win. Yeah. That's a win mm-hmm. because we have to be in it for the bigger picture. Um, all boats rise on a rising tide. We all have to be rising. If there is infighting and scarcity and and criticism and hoarding knowledge hoarding is like my worst experience ever then there's going to be roadblocks to success there's going to be you know it's not going to happen for you or for anyone else and so they absolutely leslie that's why we talk about this openly is i'm like take it run with it if someone else wants to open a birth center incubator fucking do it (laughs) we can have a dozen of them out there then they're just gonna uh, just like we I think we're going to be more successful if there's Abundance. other people doing it at the same time. Just like you talked about the birth centers, exactly. if we reopen in a community, exactly. if there's different parts of the country, people doing the same thing, it's just going to have a momentum off it. So no, exactly. I think there's so much yeah. possibility. Yeah. The world is abundant. This abundant, you know, mindset. There's so much out there. You couldn't possibly do it all. No. You just need to get good at attracting what is right for you. Yeah. Well, so, um, we haven't talked about where we're going to start, what state we're going to start in. And that's going to be the really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Debate, I'm, yeah. I'm there. Yeah. I mean, there's so many layers to think about. I mean, I've been having fun the last two months with a few investor groups. I've pretty much memorized pretty much all 50 states birth center regulations and midwifery regulations. So that's the cool part with consulting is like you have a challenge they pay you for and you get to learn more about midwifery. So I always joke like, yes. I don't, oh my like, God, I know so much about California. I don't even want to know anymore, but like, I want to puke when I think about California, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So no, I mean, that's the thing is like when you get the opportunity that someone is considering to open a practice or they have questions, we get paid to dive deep into the midwifery challenges, the culture, the stigma, the insurance, the collaborations, the models that are existing, the competition. So I get to take this knowledge of the business and do like high level community analysis of states and not just 
this town, but what can be grown? Not just one birth center in this town, but can we do three to five in a year? Is it what's the demographics? What's what the can demographic? it sustain? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's I mean, we're the cheat sheet, you know. Like if they work with us, they get the cheat sheet. So the ex I, I yeah. call it like the um they get the time warp, they get to accelerate. Like we've just we've added them onto our time traveling device with us because we've yes. skipped. I mean, they get to skip years and years of planning because we have done that. We have worked through it, and that's the value. Like when you and I like it's that confidence of I know when I brag, I'm like, I am the best in the country to help you with implementing X, Y, Z. And I'm very confident because yes. I've worked so hard to get there. And so yes, um, when yes, you yes, bring yes. that value to yes. the table and you just keep growing and you and I, I think the big theme is we never stop learning. We'd never say, well, I've learned enough. This is the max. I'm like, the more I learn, the more I have to learn, like the more I'm missing. And so totally. it's a cyclical totally. cycle. And that's part of that successful traits. Um, you start learning abundance and you start learning learning, the more I learn, the more I can help people. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of parallels in business and practice management. And I think it, it, it trickles out into your life. Um, you know, the more systems awareness, you can set up systems in your home life as well as your business and, you know, learning how to get tax deductions, save you money. Like it, it it's a, it's an organic process of, of learning this um, entrepreneurial skills, basically, is what we're teaching. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited about this community-focused growth, and I can't wait to figure out what hospital system, what birth centers, what midwives we're going to bring together into this, like, pod of new growth and development. And, like, we're basically going to create, like, do you remember when they, like, were studying living on Mars and they created, like, a biosphere yeah yeah do you remember made, this I, it was yeah quite and like <laughs> they went in and locked the doors and there was like a movie about this or something and like yeah this is what i picture us doing is we're gonna create a like birth biosphere maybe that's the name and it's like a a uh, self-contained unit and everybody that works that you know that we like everyone that a pregnant person would work with is in the biosphere and it's it, they're reciprocally involved in communicating and there's, you know, transfers both directions and education from all sides. And it's, it's like that, that futuristic model that we all dream about in terms of how birth models could be. And we're going to take one community and we're going to do it for them. Yeah, so we'll exciting. do all the research studies. We'll sh we'll, we'll publicate it and show that it can be doable. I know. It can be replicated. Research Here's studies, all yeah. the base numbers, exactly. And then and then I hope someone does take it and run with it. I mean, I hope that we go on and do a couple more cities. But of course, of course. It would be, you know, but it would be awesome that other people would take that published data and would replicate it elsewhere because this is the future. The future is integrative care. The future is individualized care. The future is communication and that bridge building between professions. I actually, I wrote my thesis about this. My master's thesis was about interprofessional uh, postgraduate education. And uh, basically that's what we're going <laughs> to with, with the entrepreneurial overlay. You know, it's, I mean, I'm so excited. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Well, this 2023 is, is oh, totally fine. I was like, well, I'm the morning and you're the evening. So it would look a little different if I it's had a mimosa. Juice. Yeah. <laughs> excited and thank you so much for your time today Augustine I'm excited to get this out and tell people how they can reach out to you I know you you help any way possible and do a lot of interactive resources yeah yeah 
Yeah, we have a lot of things um, available on our website. We've got a lot of um, digital product downloadables uh, to help you run a better practice. Um, and we have a really exciting new informed decision-making document coming out um, about informed decision-making for breach birth. So that's always a tense time. And we have an evidence-based lawyer-reviewed um, you know, PDF that you can purchase and then slap your own logo on it so that it becomes yours as part of your practice. We have a suite of 18 of those, but the new one coming out is Breach. So that's all available on the website, midwifrywisdom.com. We have um, continuing ed and we have more courses being added left and right. Um, the course I'm really excited about that's launching um, this winter is the Birth Justice Masterclass taught by Jamara Amani. And uh, this is a CEU'd deep dive in how to be um, an advocate, um, how to, um, you know, decolonialize your practice and how to deal with racial bias in yourself and in your community, uh, be truly inclusive. Um, and I couldn't think of a better person to teach it than Jamara. And honestly, um, Jamara and I have been in talks about this course since 2019. And so to have it finally launching, I am so excited. Um, She's a brilliant mentor, and uh, yeah, we're really excited about that. Yeah. We um, are now doing annual conferences, so you can come to the Midwifery Wisdom Experience, um, and that is going to be in Denver in, in November this year, and uh, yeah, amazing speakers. We have Eva Robin Lim as a keynote, um, Kristen Eflin from Bastyr University is a keynote, um, and then there'll be, you know, some I'm hoping that I'll be able to speak again too. Yeah, we've got to finalize the details, but yeah, I'd love to do another business. Well, event. Leslie, yeah, we invited you for a full day at this one, not even yes. a part-time. So yep. yeah, we, we hope you're going to be there. Yep. So um, this conference has an added feature, and that is a post-conference full-day workshops, and Leslie's going to do one on all the business stuff yeah. um and then we have spinning babies and uh nicola morales and breach about borders and so it's going to be a really robust post-conference as well as the full three-day conference with yeah. the 30 speakers yeah so don't miss that that's in november yeah i can't stress and enough you are doing yeah, you're definitely expanding skills where people are getting them for gaps for clinicals. You're helping with refreshers. You're giving people inspiration. You've got your retreat at the end. Like if people want to invest in one thing a year, go to Augustine's uh, conference or pre-conference or mid-conference or post-conference. Yeah, it's it's definitely the it's best of the fun. best. It's all yeah. fun. It's the experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's the experience. And we also, we do have skills and drills, which is this 20 station round robin hands-on mentored skills stations um, that we offer. And we're offering it three times this year. We're in um, Washington, D.C. in the first weekend in April. We're in Phoenix, Arizona in the third week in April. And then we're in Denver in November. So um, if you're a student, if you're a midwife who'd like deep dive mentoring in Cambridge or, you know, clot removal or bimanual compression or manual removal placenta or you know, IVs, what, whatever skill, hands-on skill you haven't had a lot of practice in, we have that for you. And you get to do all the other stations. And we have CEU courses and all those things. We have a podcast. Yeah. We're all over the place. Yeah. Well, it's absolutely amazing what you're doing, Augustine. So I will let you go so Thanks. you go have your fun night out of the town. Thank you for your well, time. Leslie, I'm going to bug you for a quick second. I'm okay. going to make you tell me all the same things because okay. this is going to go on my page too. Wonderful. So you're where so sweet. are you? What are you offering? All the things. 
You're so sweet. So I run midwifery business consultation and empowering midwifery education. So definitely Augustine and I have very similar alignments. We got downloadable tools, resources. We come from different angles. Mine is very highly business analytical. I have was a financial planner at Northwestern Mutual. I've dove deep down real estate vesting, business strategies like mine has a different angle. I stress to people like legal defense, take your course and mine. You're going to get a totally different angle. Like we aren't recreating the wheel. We're putting out courses that are complementing each other based on our knowledge and our skill sets we have to bring to the table. So I, I stress yeah. to people like, because I've had a few people at the conference like, oh, that's the same course as Augustine's. And I said, no, it is not. Even though the mm-hmm. name has the same subject matter, you're going to get a totally different perspective based on knowledge and expertise. Yep. So I stress to people all well, the time. Well, we have really actually, we had, we came to midwifery from different backgrounds. It's like we arrived at the same place but we had very different pathways right you know you through the hospital and cnm and me through solely apprenticeship no midwifery school at all and we kind of met in the middle which is the goal that's the yeah. awesome part yeah. but our pathways taught us really different things right. and i think you know something can definitely be learned from both i mean the same thing like when when uh wendy kleckner in, in arizona talks and she went and back to school and became um a jd um you know got her her full legal degree and she's a home birth midwife she says different things as well because you know she's been on different pathways so i think all of it is valuable and i think you can learn something from from everyone for sure and i love that you're offering the courses i think it's one of the most streamlined ways to get data into busy midwives heads and hearts and hands and yeah yeah and i think the big emphasis is our ideal clients like i have a few cpm uh business consultants and we can help home birth midwives but my target market is the new grad nurse midwives that want to go to yes. community-based care. They want to collaborate with the CPMs in their community and they want to bridge what their clinicals didn't teach them. And so that's my yes. love in my heart is like those love nurse it. midwives. And so important. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so important. Yeah. So we each yeah. have a different avatar. We each have a different, but we help out anybody. Like we help out investors. We help out direct entry. Yeah. I've got the midwives that are direct entry for the Amish and they're like, how do I get this and yeah. this? And, the, and so we can help and whatever level people are looking for. Um, but yeah, so I love business consulting. Yes. I love to help pull visions and strength out of people. I think that's where you and I are phenomenal yeah. is we can yeah. talk to people quickly and we can be like, have you thought of it this way? Have you, did you even, cause they don't know these things don't exist. So all you got to do is just turn the yes. lights on in their head. Like it could be possible this way. It could be possible this way. Like that's, I think yes. our biggest strength. So. Yes. I love all of that. Gosh. Well, I mean, I'm just so, I mean, like, I'm almost speechless. Like, I'm so grateful for you. And one of the reasons I'm so grateful for you is that um, I don't have to do it alone. Like, that's not my, like, I don't want to do that. And it's so, it feels so good to talk with someone who is as passionate and as excited. And then to know that you have all these skill sets that I don't have. And actually, I don't want to have, like, I don't want to be great at helping nurse midwives. <laughs> I don't want to. That's, so like, that's not my role. And, but you have it. And so when I get those calls, I know exactly who to refer to. And that just makes me so happy. And I am so grateful for you and your passion. And I really can't wait for this project. I mean, what my a- gosh. Okay. Well, I think we have Juicy. another meeting scheduled can't in a wait. couple of weeks. We'll keep the momentum going and you have a wonderful night. And I look forward to all the exciting things we're going to bring to midwifery this year. Yay.
Bye, honey. Take Bye-bye. care. See you later.